Hello there. You're welcome to the Time with Flora podcast, where we talk, learn and grow together. We podcast weekly. The Time with Flora podcast is available to listen to on Google, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox and several other podcast platforms. It is a Headway Point production and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Time with Flora. You may also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Time with Flora. And we'd love it as well if you could share this podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family members, partners, and anyone else that you feel would gain or enjoy listening to the messages that are being shared. Thank you for listening. My guest for my podcast today is my first cousin, Victor. Um, Victor is known in the family for being particularly clever. My first insight to this was uh, back in the mid-1980s when I'd heard that he had gotten the best exam results in the country at the age of 16 and had been invited to participate in a U.S. program with other gifted children in the state of Arkansas, where Bill Clinton was the state governor at the time. Um, In his career, Victor has gone on to work with a host of companies, uh, including the World Health Organization, where he led a team looking after their IT security. He's an IT consultant, and he also owns his own record label. Um, He has recently completed his master's degree in law, for which he got a distinction, and he's now pursuing his PhD in the same field. Um, It was really uh, quite interesting to have this chat because I ended up asking questions really that, obviously, when I was much younger and I was aware of this uh, kind of special thing about Victor. I didn't have the real appreciation to ask, so it was great having the opportunity to, to to do so this time. So I hope you enjoy these highlights from our chat, and do please leave your feedback. Thank you. So who is Victor, and what is it that drives you? Hi, uh, who is Victor Omos and, and what drives me? It's a really good question. I like to think that I like to think that Victor Omos is a kind and caring human, a family man, um, someone who believes in intellect over brawn, and someone who just uh, I think the key thing that I, the key thing I aspire to is happiness, really, in whatever form that is. And as far as you're not you're not hurting anybody else, I know it sounds a bit soppy, but uh, that, that's what I believe, and I believe that can that can transcend uh, your personal life, your professional life, um, and you have to be true to your to yourself and to your beliefs, and just believe in humanity, really. And I think that's kind of I know it sounds quite wishy washy, but that is that is what I believe. And I think if a lot more people were were that way inclined, um, the world would be a much better place. And yeah, that's that's kind of a sort of a summary of what Victor Ramos is about. Mm-hmm.
So, Victor, a question that I have is how did the realisation, when you were obviously much younger uh, and it was very clear to you and to others that you had, if, if, if I can call it, an exceptional intelligence, um, how did that realisation change things for you? And, and beyond that, how has it guided the choices that you've made with regards to life and career? Oh, that's, that's such a compliment. Thank you. Um, exceptional intelligence. Um, no, I, I really appreciate that. Um, how did that change things? It, it made me... It helped to sort of increase a hunger, I suppose. Uh, a hunger for, for knowledge to find out how things work, uh, to find out how other people work, how to collaborate with people. And just to see how far we can sort of push ourselves as, as individuals and as teams and just to see what, what else is possible. It's, 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 it's quite a strange thing when, when you're being put in that sort of bracket because I always just consider myself just like everybody else. But um, what you do realise is you're put into that bracket and, and both people that know you and that don't know you, they will look at you a certain way and... There's also an expectation as well from you, which is can be quite. It's quite a lot of. Uh, it can be quite pressurizing um, when you, you know, especially as a young person, and, and you're, you're being told you've done all these great things. So, by <laughs> as a matter of consequence, there's the bar is set very high for, for you from a very early age. But it, it's it's not something that I let bother me. It's just that I was quite aware it was there, and. It, and I will say it did guide me because at times when maybe I would be, uh, I would relent. I found that, you know, it was very important that not only did I not let myself down, but that I didn't let everybody else around me down. Um, and so in, in that sense, I think it's kind of, it's been very much a strength for me. I don't know if everybody in my position would see it like that, but for me it has. And it's guided me. And, and even that this sort of, you know, it, it, it spurred me on to, for example, you know, after getting my first degree, going on to do my master's. I left, I actually left that to, to quite late. I just wanted to go into the working environment and, and learn loads, which I had done before I said, OK, I want to come back and do my master's in law and, and, and straight away carry on with, with the PhD. So in that sense, I think that's all from before me having that sort of uh, and, and strength of, of uh, and, and hopefully what I would say is a strength of character to be able to carry on and do those things regardless of any obstacles. So I know how much you love your technology, but what would you do if there was no internet, Victor? Wow, that is, this is a big one. <laughs> No internet. Ah, that that that's crazy. I'll probably I'll probably try thinking. Mm, I'll probably think. Mm, what what if um? How can I connect people? And I'll probably try and build my own. <laughs> well, I'd like to think that's what I'd, I'd try to do. But uh, you know, that aside, gosh, wow, the world without internet. Well, look, we got we got this far without it. Um, and okay, fair enough. The last uh, you know, half half a century, if you like, has has been filled with computing. But hey, I'm sure someone somewhere would come up with something similar and call it a cybernet or, or whatever it would be called.
So apart from uh, a number of ventures that I know that you're involved in, you run a record label in the UK and your company has its sights set on the African music industry uh, as a, a space that you are really quite passionate about being part of. Um, what is so exciting about that opportunity for you? Africa is exploding right now in a great way in terms of the talent across the board in so many areas, not just music and entertainment. I mean, you've got kids in Nigeria building their own operating systems and, you know, um, you know, in, in East Africa, what they're doing with monetary payments. And, and when it comes to those sort of things, we're, you know, Africa's far ahead of, of Europe, no matter what anybody tells you. So bringing it back to music and entertainment, uh, there's such a, a great amount of talent, but what we now need to do is to bring in the business and technology to actually help that talent to flourish. And it's a case of, for example, showing artists and managers how they should conduct their business. Because we're going into a modern recording industry that has been pretty much built from the foundations by the West. So to a degree, we're having to, okay, understand how that works, but it doesn't mean we have to play by those rules we can create our own rules and our own systems uh, with, with which we want to you know market and publicize our content because it has to remain our content it has to be true to africa and not be watered down and we have to create industries one of the problems with with uh, a lot of music that has come from african descent you know whether you want to say r&b or gospel or whatever is that Early on, they they what they, they didn't have the ability to create industries, and as soon as they did start to do that, so for example, you look at hip hop uh, and, and what they come to call urban music in in America. You know, you've got people becoming billionaires from music. This is extraordinary. So the rest of the rest of us, we need to kind of do similar. I think you can see similar things happening in in the UK and in Europe, and it just needs to also now start to happen in Africa. We've got it on lock when it comes to actually making the, the creativity and to a degree some of the business side but i think there's a there are other sides that again i'm not saying they're bad but we can just really improve upon so that we're fully in control of it rather than external parties jumping in swooping in and taking control of everything you know we need to maintain rights ownership and that is the key <laughs> It's really been great having you on time with Flora, Victor. And um, uh, a question that I'd really like to ask is, on, on reflection, given the journey that you've travelled so far uh, in your own life, what are those key life lessons that you would like to share? A key thing I would say, it, it, it stems from a, a Latin saying that uh, I... I sort of stand by, so, sort of my unofficial motto, and it's virtus non copia vincit, which means courage, not multitude wins. And especially in the society we're in now, I, th 
thousand people saying something and if you're standing on, on your own and you believe in what you're saying and in what you're doing, as far as you truly believe in it, you stand your ground, you know, because a lot of people may not be where you're at in terms of how you see things currently, but it doesn't mean they won't, they'll, they'll never be there, you know. So that's the first thing I'd say, you know, virtus non copia vincit. Secondly, I would say, always remember, there's no such thing really as failure. There's only feedback. You know, to, to paraphrase Edison, you know, it took him however many thousands of times to figure out how not to make a light bulb. You know, but he eventually made the light bulb. So that's the, the second thing I'll say. Just always remember, there's really no such thing as failure, only feedback. And, and you might think that you're not close to your goal, but it's just that it's almost like the universe tests us and it expects you to give it just that extra push, the push that a, a thousand other people would not do. But you had the boldness and the courage of your conviction to do it. And then the, the gains when you pass that threshold, when you pass that theoretical ceiling will just be so immense. And, that, and that's what it is. And that's why we see people that are ultra successful because they get to that threshold, they get to that point and they still push through. And so those are the sort of two key things I would say. Hopefully that's been very useful.